Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. The word of God from the Old Testament reading for the transfiguration of our Lord found in Exodus 34. Whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would remove the veil until he came out. When he came out and told the people of Israel what he was commanded, the people of Israel would see the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face was shining, and Moses would put the veil over his face again until he went in to speak with him. This is God's word. Once again, as I said at the beginning of the service, I forgot to put the title in the bulletin. The title of this sermon is The Blinding Light of God's Glory. We often regard Old Testament Israel as sort of a band of bumbling idiots. And we do that to our dismay. It's not to our benefit to think of them in that way. We kind of regard them as sort of a band of Homer Simpson type characters. Goofy, making mistakes, never doing or saying the right thing. There's two reasons we, we should not do that. The first is that We need to remember, we are Israel. We are descendants of Abraham, adopted by faith in the promise God made to Abraham that he fulfills in Christ. And so Israel, that's us. There are forebears in the faith. The other reason we shouldn't just disregard them as a bunch of buffoons is because there are moments when they get it right. And this reading this morning is one of them. Because Israel remembers something about the Lord God that too many of us, I believe, forget. And that is just who your Lord is and what it means to be in his presence. Several chapters earlier in the book of Exodus, God had brought Israel to Mount Sinai, and it was there on Mount Sinai that the Lord spoke to Moses and gave him the law, the Ten Commandments, which he carried down the mountain. And in reply, Israel said to Moses, You speak to us and we will listen, but do not let God speak to us lest we die. Israel was terrified at the mountain. And they had every right to be. And now, after having spent more time on the mountain with the Lord, the same thing happens. Moses comes down the mountain, and having been in the presence of the Lord God himself, Moses' face shines the very glory of God coming from his own face. We read in our text that they were afraid to come near him. They had every right to be 
afraid. Not only did they fear the Lord's presence, they feared being in the presence of one who had been in the presence of the Lord. I think we are prone to a sort of spiritual arrogance and ignorance where we think we want God's answers. We want God's reasoning. We want God to make himself known. But what we're reminded of on this day is that we have a God who hides himself from us. And that is a very, very good thing. Not only does God, in a way, hide himself from us, but Moses, having been in the Lord's presence, hides his own face with a veil to protect Israel from the glory of God. You see, in the midst of a world filled with chaos or of lives filled with struggle and hardship, we think we want a God who will pull back the veil and show himself as he is. What a foolish attitude. We should repent of such thinking. For the glory of God is a blinding light. A light that our eyes can't dare to take in. Israel teaches us, the new Israel, something important. That it is no small thing to come into God's presence. It is no small thing to have his glory shine in your life. It is a humbling thing to know that the God whose blinding light shone upon Moses shines upon you. That very word that God gave to Moses on the mount, those ten commands, those are given to you as well. Moses brought them down the mountain not just for the Israel of his day, but for the new Israel, for you and me. So our Lord calls us to humility. Israel reminds us to humble ourselves in the presence of the one who shines with such blinding light. We live in a world, in a culture, regretfully perhaps even a church, where we take God's presence for granted. We, we can take it or leave it. There's a reason we call this place the sanctuary. Because that's what God called the place where he dwelt as well for Israel. He dwelt in the sanctuary and so he does today. We can take or leave God's presence, but we ought to give thanks that we aren't blinded by the light of his glory. That it doesn't show, shine so brightly that it threatens to destroy us all. Instead, God out of his great mercy 
hides himself. He hides himself in his word. He hides himself in his son, Jesus Christ. In other words, just as Moses' face was veiled from having been in the presence of God, so our God veils himself that that blinding light of his glory would not consume us. Peter and James and John in our Holy Gospel were with Jesus on a mountain when Moses himself and Elijah as well appeared alongside our Lord and it says that he was transfigured. In other words, they caught a glimpse of his glory. And it says a bright cloud overshadowed them and the voice of God himself spoke to them. How did Peter and James and John respond? They fell to the ground in fear. That moment on the mountaintop revealed to Peter and James and John exactly who their Lord Jesus Christ was. That what they could not see was that Jesus himself shines with the full blinding light of God's glory for he is God himself. And so I invite you, dear Christians, this morning to consider what you can't see about God. What you can't see about your Lord Jesus Christ. That he is the one with power over all creation, power over all of time, power over all of history. This very Jesus Christ who takes on humanity and reveals himself in human flesh. And today, transfiguration marks the end of Epiphany, our season of celebrating God's revelation to us in Jesus Christ. That Lord who revealed himself in the manger, who revealed himself in the flesh of humanity, also lived and suffered and died upon a cross for every one of your sins, And rose victorious to life everlasting. Hiding the glory that we cannot see. But reminding each and every one of us. That this God who hides his glory from us. Is on our side. He is not just the Lord. He is our Lord. He in his glory works through all of human history and he works it all for your benefit and blessing. He moves and directs heaven and earth, all of it, toward your salvation. He orders time, the days and nights, the weeks, the years, the seasons, all of it towards your rescue from sin, death, and the devil. The best stories are not the ones where the main character is some sort of bumbling buffoon, but someone who is powerful, 
fighting on your side, fighting on your behalf. And Israel, in this instance, gets the glory that their Lord has. Dear friends in Jesus, the one whose blinding light reveals his glory is on your side. He's on your side in his cross where he is your salvation. He is on your side as he comes to you in the supper to feed you and nourish you and strengthen you. He will be on your side for all eternity when he returns in glory and finally raised from the dead and made glorious as he is. Our eyes will see that blinding light, but we will be blinded no more. Though our Lord God conceals his glory, he still lets it be seen enough that you might know where power over sin, death, and the devil is found. Only in Christ, our transfigured Lord of glory. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.